welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Anxiously Engaged podcast. And as you guys know, I'm always looking for amazing women all around the world who are being anxiously engaged in their lives. And I have found another treasure for you guys. So you are in for a real treat today. Today, I've got Jana Free, who is a self-love coach, and she's a brand new coach. She's been doing this about a year. So it's really exciting to talk to her um, today. Um, and she is doing... Um, that whole live her dream and um, live her passion while she's being anxiously engaged in her life. So if you are new to the podcast, let me just remind uh, or share with you guys what it means to be anxiously engaged in my opinion. Um, I work with a lot of people who are anxious and afraid and let fears and insecurities control them or make the decisions for them. And it makes it so that they stay stuck in the shadows of their own lives. And so for me, anxiously engaged means that we've stepped out of that. We're not living in the fear and we're not living in the shadows. And we're actually stepping out, even if it's little small baby steps, we're stepping out and we're actually in the light, that spotlight that God intended for us. And that doesn't mean we can't have fears and doubts and insecurities on occasion, <laughs> but it means that we're doing it. We're doing it. And so I just wanted to um, have Jenna on today because she has definitely stepped out and it's hard you know, to be a coach in this world where coaching is becoming really popular and common um, and to find a place where she gets to shine and she's done that. So Jana, first of all, welcome and thank you for coming and sharing your story with us. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Thanks for having me. Of course. So tell me a little bit about your background and what led up to deciding to become a self-love coach. I mean, how did you get there? Okay. Well, it started with, um, my husband told me several years ago, that I was the most anxious person he knew. Oh wow! And, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And I just didn't, I knew I was anxious, but I didn't know why. And um, a few things happened and I turned 30 and we were on a trip with another couple and they started telling us their story of anxiety. And I said, oh my gosh, that's what I have. I I'm anxious and it's not just me. You have it too. And, um, this couple shared their story and it, it was the husband that suffers from anxiety. And he said, yeah. And I got on medication and it's helped me a lot in my life. And I said, okay, maybe I should do that because it's 
becoming so overwhelming for me to be anxious. It's like everything was just building up, building up. And my, my anxiety was getting worse and worse. So I scheduled an appointment with a doctor and I got a physical and I said, Hey, by the way, can I get some anxiety medication? My friend recommended one. And the doctor said, tell me what your triggers are. And I was telling him about it. And he said, listen, what you need is therapy, not medication. I'm not thrilled to, yeah, I know. I wasn't expecting him to say that. And he said, I'm not thrilled to write this prescription for you, but I will, but I do not want you using it every day. It is addictive. And I encourage you to seek therapy. And I said, okay. So I got the prescription and I started hunting for a therapist. I found one that I loved and she helped me understand my anxiety. She helped me understand like what it even comes from and just the way I was conditioned growing up. And after about a year of that and using the medication just a couple times a month, um, I graduated from therapy and a friend said, have you heard of this life coach named Jody Moore? And I said, no. And she said, you've got to listen to her podcast. So I started listening to it. I didn't know what a life coach was, but Jody Moore, she, she taught me what it was. And then I said, wow, this is what I need. This is like step two after the therapy. And then I decided I want to do this too. So I found out where Jody Moore went to school to get trained. And then um, I enrolled in that same program. And I was certified last year in 2020 during the pandemic, the world was falling apart, (laughs) but I was just learning more and more tools to help me in my life. And um, that's where I'm at. That's amazing. My favorite, there's two things I really love about that story is um, number one, I love that the doctor didn't just jump to a pill. Like that wasn't the first go-to because for so many people, therapy or coaching or, you know, different, there's so many different options in the world right now for help. And, um, but they don't know that always. So they go to the doctor and, and then the doctor, it's really easy just to write a prescription. It's just really easy. Um, but like you said, some of these are addictive. Some of them are hard to get off of. And some of them, the pills don't work for that person because the pill isn't what they needed in the first place. So I love that you had a doctor who was like, look, I recognize there's a pill, a medication could be exactly what you need, but let's make sure we've covered other bases too. So I really love that. And um, I also think it's important for people, especially women to know it is okay though, to be on a pill. Sometimes I think women feel shame or guilt or like they're not good enough and like something's wrong and it's okay to be on a pill for a little bit too. There's like both options are okay. Um, Mm -hmm. and we do the best that we can in the moment, but I love that your doctor was open to like, let's just check out other options too. Let's make sure we've covered everything. So that was really cool. But the other thing I loved about your story is how cool is it that you were like in a pandemic when the world was falling apart, I took an, I took an advantage. I took advantage of an amazing opportunity. I took that time to make a positive when other people were struggling and like thinking their whole world was crashing down, you stepped up, you found the light in the dark. That's so super cool. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So how was it going through um, the, um, I think Jody Moore, if I remember went right, went to the life coach school. Is that the right, is that the one you went to? How did that, how mm -hmm. was that experience for you? It was great. So the way their program is set up, it's all done on Zoom anyway, even before the pandemic. And so um, everything just went smoothly as planned as, as it goes every year for the students that enroll. And um, so I did a six month training there to become a life coach. And like I said, I just learned so many tools that just kept helping me which then helped me to help the people around me as we were all dealing with such uncharted territory of, of quarantining and all the things that went along with um, COVID. Yeah, it's been tough. So how did you decide self-love though? Because the I know when we take um, like a life coaching school, there's like a lot of different directions you can branch out. How did you decide self-love was what your little niche was that that was your passion well I listened to a lot of people get coached and I've gotten coached tons of times and I noticed this pattern that probably 99% of the time the person's problem really boils down to what they think about them how they feel about them like for example if I'm listening to someone get coached, let's say it's a woman and she's upset because her husband said, her husband gets home and he says, um, gosh, the house is really dirty. And then she makes it mean something about her. She makes it mean, well, I'm not a good enough housekeeper or I'm not good enough at being clean. And it just boils down to how she feels about herself. And so when I noticed this pattern and I noticed it in myself, how, um, how embarrassed I was of my anxiety. And I realized, okay, number one, let me learn how to love myself. So I, I did that over the, the year that I was in therapy. And then the years following that, I just started compiling this list of how do I learn to love myself? And I made this list. And by the time I was probably about a month into my training at the life coach school, I um, I decided this is it. Like I need to share this list. This list is not just for me. It can help anyone, um, start building that connection and that love for themselves so that they can realize when they think they have a problem with their spouse or their coworker or their in-law, when they start noticing that problem and then take it back a step and realize, Whoa, how do I feel about me? Let me, let me solve this within myself. And then they can move forward with the confidence to, to solve the problem or to have that difficult conversation, whatever it may be. Yeah, I love that because I think you're 100% spot on. It's so often it is a, a core belief about ourselves. We are selfish creatures by nature. And we do, we, we, the first thing we do is make it about us. Like I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy, or I'm not deserving, or I should be better at this or that. And we, um, and then it creates a story. And so when we go to handle whatever it is with our husband or our kids or our job or whoever the, the situation it, it concerns, it makes it 10 times harder because we've already shown up as that broken, hurt or in pain um, person instead of if we really, truly loved ourselves and recognized that, um, I don't know, you're the self-love coach, so I don't know the right wording about around it, but I think just that as we 
show up the best version of ourselves, so many of those little things just don't hurt so much because we're not so sensitive to them. They're not open wounds. They've been scabbed and healed over. So they're not so sensitive. Right. Yeah. So like some go-to thoughts in those situations where um, something does arise with the spouse or coworker and you're feeling these negative emotions, but then we have to just stop and remember, I love me no matter what. I love me even when I make mistakes. I love me even when I say something that I don't really mean. Um, just powerful thoughts to have in your back pocket like that. Just bring the focus back to you and that, yes, I'm not perfect. If I was perfect, I wouldn't be a human. And so I'm all in for this life. I'm all in for this experience. I'm all in to learn and I love me no matter what. Yeah, I love that. What a simple mantra though. I love me no matter what, but how hard is that for some women to honestly say, do you, when you tell like your clients that, do they go, Oh, I want to believe that, but yes. I don't. Right. Do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. there yet. I want to get there, but <laughs> I know. So imagine a ladder and the top rung of the ladder is I love me. But let's say you're at the bottom of the ladder and you're thinking a thought like, I don't like me or I'm not good enough. We have to just take it rung by rung. And then eventually we'll get up to that point where we can say, I love me. So um, a step below, I love me. Can you say like, I like me? Mm -hmm. um, can you say, I like this part about me? Or another rung of the ladder is I'm grateful for this part about me, or I'm I am proud of how I showed up in this way today. Mm -hmm. Just pointing out to yourself that I'm not all bad. Something really um, striking to me was when I learned that all humans and our lives are 50-50, meaning 50% 50 positive, 50% negative. Like at the end of your life, you could look back and say, you know what? Half of my life was really great and half of it was so hard. Yeah. And, you know, there is good and bad within all of us. And it's not bad, but there is bad in us. It's just normal. Like, so whenever I'm not particularly proud of how I show up, I just remind myself, Hey, Jana, this is your 50% negative and it's okay. Oh, or Jana, this is your humanness happening right now. And so just reminding myself that, Oh yeah, I'm not a robot. This is normal to not get it right all the time. And um, just having that awareness is the base of life coaching. It's just having that awareness of what thoughts we are choosing to think about ourselves. Yeah, I love that. That's really powerful. I, I think you're exactly right, especially that ladder metaphor works really great because um, I teach that to my clients, different wording, different language, but yeah, what it'd be, Sometimes we have to do, I say two millimeter steps. So what's that two millimeter step? What's the next step that is true that we could, you know, stretch for, but it is true. And it's funny when we start at the bottom of the ladder and kind of just look at what could be the next step. It's not so scary. It's just that if we're trying to take, climb the whole ladder all at once, it's too much. It is too big sometimes. And I love that you were just saying that, yeah, it doesn't always have to be perfect. We're not robots. We don't have to be perfect. We're human beings going through this human experience. So um, that's perfect. Do you have like a really cool uh, 
tip or strategy when you have women who come to you and they're always like, like when they first come and they're like, not sure about this journey, like how do you show up for them in a way where you're, they're like, okay, I can do this journey. I'm scared. I don't know what the top of the ladder looks like or feels like, cause I don't believe that I matter and that I'm loved no matter what, that I love myself. So what is the, I mean, I'm making an assumption that the, the kind of the common theme between a lot of your clients is that they show up and they're like, I'm here, but I really want to be at the top of that ladder. I really want to be there, but I just can't even, I'm not even sure I can take the first rung because that's so scary. Yeah. So during our uh, free consultation, I like to ask them, what is something that you want that you don't have yet? And then they'll tell me like, maybe they want to be more confident. And then I'll say, why don't you have that yet? And they tell me this list of thoughts that are all negative about themselves. And so then I just coach them on what would they need to be thinking to have that confidence? Like think about a confident person that you do know. What kind of thoughts do you think that she or he is thinking about themselves? And so um, like it's, it's pretty important during that consultation to to get them to understand that they are worth this investment in paying for coaching. Um, if they don't see the value in themselves and see that, hey, I'm worth it to like invest in myself, mm-hmm. then they're just gonna stay miserable, right. you know? Yes, they stuck. Never yeah. like any of the latter, even part way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but if we start looking at the thoughts that they already have playing on repeat in their minds, And once I introduce to them that, hey, your thoughts are optional, you don't have to think any of them. And just because a thought like appears in your mind, it doesn't mean you have to latch onto it and believe it. You can dismiss the thought and say, nope, that's actually incorrect. (laughs) Or no, I'm done thinking that I've thought that enough and I don't have to think that ever again. So Um, A lot of people just don't realize that their thoughts are optional and that they can choose new thoughts and retrain their brain to, to think more positively about themselves. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's, and even for, for me, who's been a coach, I've been doing this for almost a decade and, you know, sometimes my thoughts still run away with me. I let old default patterns, old thoughts pop up when I'm, especially when I'm tired, when we get tired or run down, it's really easy to just go back to that old way of thinking, but it's so empowering when you can just say, actually, I'm choosing a new thought today for in this moment, I'm not believing that I'm choosing to believe this. That's right. real true empowerment, but that takes some skill and some practice. Yeah. And, and I love that you said you've been doing this for 10 years and your brain still gets away from you because your humanness comes out <laughs> yeah. just because you're a life coach doesn't mean that you never have a negative thought, but life coaching just gives you the tools to realize, Hey, that thought, hold on. I'm on to you. That thought does not help me. And I'm going to choose something else. Yeah. You get to catch those thoughts a little faster. Just the more you do it, the more, the easier it becomes to catch them and then also mm-hmm. to change them. Yes. It, it's, it's a journey for everybody. It's not something you just, a skill you just master one day and then check it off the list. It's something you have to keep like exercise. You got to keep working that muscle a little bit and keep it strong. Yes. yes. And it's a practice. Definitely. So in your journey, 
what has been the biggest like aha for you? Have you had like a breakthrough through, ah, I can't talk, like a breakthrough moment where you were like, oh, I just caught my thought or I just caught myself doing this, but I have that strategy now and you apply it and it was like, bam, like, like you had <laughs> one of those. <laughs> it's hard I, to coach yourself. I know that it's really right. hard but as you do these strategies and as you're being a, a role model for these, a mentor and a teacher for the people you serve. Are you catching like those things yourself too? Absolutely. So, um, this is kind of funny and I hope my dad doesn't listen to this, but uh, <laughs> we'll put but, a little note in this subject line of this podcast, dad, please don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so my family was on a trip with my parents for about a week and I'm not sure what I said to my dad, but something, so I don't know. So my dad said to my husband without me present, my husband, my dad said, Hey, I don't know what's gotten into Jana lately, but has she become a feminist? <laughs> and so my husband comes to tell me this. Um, and I was really upset because I know what I believe a, fem a feminist to be. Uh -huh. It's a woman that wants equal rights, but I also know what my dad thinks yeah. of a feminist, you know, like a man hater. And that's not me. <laughs> yeah. And so my initial thought was, Oh, my dad doesn't love me. Yeah. And so I coach myself through that. And if I decide to hang on to that thought that my dad said this, so that means he doesn't love me, then that just causes me to want to put space between me and my dad. It's not causing connection. It's causing disconnection. Right. But after I coached myself and first I saw what I was doing mm -hmm. and then I said, what do I want to think instead? What else could be true yeah. about him saying that? And I decided the thought that serves me better is a thought like, oh, my dad is curious about me or my dad is interested in me. And then that makes me feel more loving and a desire to connect with him when I'm thinking that thought, because it serves me more than the thought of, oh, well, that means he just doesn't love me. <laughs> so that was a huge aha moment where I was able to coach myself. I didn't have to call my coach. I had been coached so much that I was in a place where I could coach myself. And this was all before I even started um, getting trained at the life coach school. Wow. This was, this was all skills that I gathered just from hiring a life coach. That's fantastic. Really fantastic. And I love that you found empowerment in that moment, because, um, when we can find a thought that's hurting us and stop and say, is this true? What else could this mean? What else could I think? What else could I believe in this moment? Whatever the language is for you that fits right. But if you can ask yourself those really important questions it totally changes the outcome of a situation and it totally changes how you look back on that experience. And instead of it being one of pain or suffering, it's one that's one now of empowerment. That's a totally different experience. So I love that. Thanks for sharing that transformation. Hopefully if your dad listens, he'll be like, Oh, she, she still feels loved and knows that I'm just curious about her. So it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so 
Now that you are been a coach, you've been um, on your own journey, you went through your own training, you are now working as a coach and working with other women and clients. What's your favorite part about it? Um, oh my gosh. I, I love seeing the transformation. I love seeing their brains just open up. It's like an onion and we have all these layers and like, maybe they tell me this one thought and it's like, okay, we're taking that layer off. But then there's another thought underneath it. And we just start peeling back the layers. And it is just amazing to see the transformation and to see what is really going on at the core, which is like I said, 99% of the time, an issue of self-love. And um, it's just so fun to see their countenance change as their, as their minds are opened up and they become aware of the pain that they're really causing themselves because other people don't cause us pain. Our own thoughts are what punish us. Um, I love the, the quote from Byron Katie. She says that people don't hurt me. That's my job. Mm, And so when I'm able to teach people that and show them that they have the power, they have the power to choose. It's so rewarding and just amazing to see that. Yeah. I share that with you. I tell people all the time. My favorite part is watching the transformations, being a witness to another woman's transformation. Because when a woman transforms, when she becomes vulnerable and courageous and works through those layers, that's the most beautiful, raw, authentic version of her. And that woman is beautiful and so um, attractive in that other women will like want to to be there and be like, what's changed in you? What is this light and this energy inside of you? And then she gets to inspire other women to do the same. It's such a beautiful process. And I think that's, yeah, being a coach and being able to be a witness to that. um, That's a beautiful gift that we get every day, isn't it? So beautiful. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, That's totally my favorite part. Okay. So um, as you are now um, growing your business, What's your favorite part? Do you, are you doing like one-on-one coaching? Are you doing group coaching? Like what if somebody wanted to reach out and they've listened to this podcast and they're like, I want to be sitting in a conversation with one of my family members and stop my thoughts and say, oh, I want to change that thought, change that meaning, but I need a coach to guide me through that. I'm not ready to work that muscle on my own yet. Like what would they, what could they expect working with you? So I do one-on-one coaching and we meet once a week through Zoom for um, six weeks. And during that six weeks, I'm teaching them how to uh, rewire their brain. I'm teaching them how to coach themselves. I'm teaching them what to do with negative emotion because typically we just try to stuff it down and um, just divert our attention to food or shopping. Uh, or things like that. So during those six weeks, we just hit it hard (laughs) Um, during those one-on-one sessions. And and you're saying we hit it hard, which for my clients, that language would scare them off because if they're really stuck in anxiety, they'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I have to show up and it's going to be really, and they might get a story going in their head about it's intense or it's hard, or I just have to like rip open all these wounds and band-aids. But you have a you're just your voice alone and your demeanor is so soft and so loving and so kind. Like this is such a beautiful, gentle process. And even if somebody was to come to you with anxiety or those same fears or panics that a lot of my clients get, 
this is like soft and beautiful and yeah you're doing hard work and you're but you're doing it together like you're not mm -hmm. doing this alone and right. like you guys if you're just listening you can hear in jenna's voice like she is like this got this super soft super loving super caring super compassionate voice you can just hear it when she speaks right so it's something that they they don't need to be they can be excited about they can be excited yes about the journey yes i want them to be excited i want them to say i'm so tired of how i've lived my life and i'm ready for a change and i'm here to guide them through it i'm here to be loving and non-judgmental and to just hold the space for them they can let it all out they can cry whatever they want and i'm here just holding the space for them to to be raw and authentic so that we can work through what they're going through and so that i can teach them the tools that are that are going to be theirs for the rest of their life absolutely and they are tools and skills that carry over into every area of their life and they can use them the rest of their life which is super mm -hmm. cool super cool now you have had all of this experience going through your own journey with the the doctor the counselor the life coach school now doing this for other women so how is this how have these skills and things shown up now as because you're a wife you are a mother um you're still a daughter you know to a to a dad who's gonna love your podcast episode <laughs> right like how do you see these things carrying over in the other areas of your life so what I've learned is that when I am in a place of loving myself, that love just spills over into my relationships with my husband, with my kids, with coworkers, with people that I coach, um, with my with my parents. So it's just the gift that keeps giving. The more I love myself, the more my capacity is to love other people. Um, Sorry, what was the rest of your question? <laughs> That's all. I just just wondered oh, okay. like how it spills over because when we do work on ourselves, it it show it does show up in other areas. It does show up in other ways, and you're gonna show up in a a different like you mentioned in your marriage in a different way. But you're gonna parent different too. You're gonna show up a better, a more fulfilled parent too. Um, I think sometimes mamas we get so tired and run down, and then when our kids do the littlest things. If we're not showing up in that loving place, doing our work, that's when we are snappy and irritable and, and it's harder to parent from a place like that. So um, I think just my point was just that as we work on, like you use the example of the onion, as we peel down those onion layers, we get to the heart of it all, which is literally our hearts, the heart of it all, where our love is, we are going to show up so much better in every other area too. It's not, it spills over when you're filled with love. It just like you said, it spills over everywhere and it's a beautiful spill. It's just really beautiful. Yeah. And so, you know how earlier I was saying some of my go-to thoughts are like, oh, Jana, this is your humanness coming out or Jana, this is the 50% negative part. When I'm able to show myself that grace, it's more accessible for me to give other people that grace. So like, for example, with my children, they are really awesome kids but sometimes they mess up. And when I'm able to give myself that grace, it's so much easier for me to give them that grace and remember, oh, this is their 50% negative. Um, this is their humanness. Nothing has gone wrong. Of course they would make mistakes. Oh my goodness. Another great thought is that I want to invite 
them to make mistakes while they're under my wing. It's better for them to learn while at home with me rather than, you know, be totally on their own, be grown and going through all these mistakes on their own. I'm like, just bring it on. Let me, let me, let me help you with it while you're here under my wing at home. I love that because I know a handful of people like personally firsthand who they had parents who were so loving and so um, concerned for them that they didn't allow their children to make a lot of choices and also to make some poor choices, which, you know, we might label as mistakes, but we need to be doing that with our kids and let them have choices and let them make some poor, even mistakes, poor choices, mistakes, while the consequences are small and simple. And there is, we're there to lead them and guide them and course correct. And the great thing is, yeah, we're doing that from a space of love and it's okay. We're learning and we're, we're setting you up for success. That's really powerful. Then we have kids who are um, learning these things way younger than we did. They're going to be so much further ahead of the game than we were. Absolutely. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that parenting perspective. So any thoughts, advice, anything you want to share with these listeners today that um, might help them be inspired to be open to the journey to just killing down another layer. Cause there's always another layer. Like even for me, for you, we're still working on ours too. So but if they're like, this is my first step, my first layer and the first rung of the ladder, I just, I don't know. What would you say to that lady? <laughs> I would tell her that it's her job to love her and it's her job to validate her. If she gets validation and love from a spouse or um, a family member or a friend, that's great. That's just a cherry on top, but ultimately it's her job to love her. And if she doesn't know how yet, she's worth it to invest in herself. Um, another way to, to love yourself is, um, well, like, like spending money on yourself. A lot of people that have issues with self-love, they're like, I, I can't, I can't spend money to get a massage. No, you are worth it. You are worth it to get a massage if that's what you want or to get your hair done or if you want to get your nails done sometimes. It's okay to spend money on yourself for things like that or for things like coaching. Like you are 100% worth it. Yeah, I agree. And that's a hard spot for a lot of women because if they're struggling with their own self-love and just if they're worthy of it or, or deserving of it, that's tough. But a lot of women, we want to sacrifice, be the one who's like selfless. I'll, I'm going to put my kids first and put my husband first. We're going to get all our bills done. We're going to do this first and that first. And, and you know, that's really, truly great to be that, have that big heart and want to put everybody else first, but you've got to put yourself on that plate too. You've got to be top of the list so that when you do show up to help all these other people, you're filled up and you're ready to go. Yes. You can't pour from an empty cup. You have to fill yourself up first so that you have things to give to other people. Absolutely. And like you said, sometimes that comes in a lot of different forms. Sometimes it could be coaching. Sometimes it could be a massage or a, a spa day or whatever you need. It can also be little things too, like reading a book for a few minutes every day or whatever it is, but you've got to decide that you're worthy of investing whatever it is that you need to be the best version of you. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I love that. Okay, so if anybody's listening in who really wants to be like, I think I want to talk to Jana. I want to see if this little journey is right for me. How can these ladies reach out to you? They can go to my website. It's coachwithjana.com and Jana is with two N's. And on my website, I have a freebie um, and it's a list of the 17 ways to love yourself. The list that I compiled for three years, <laughs> oh. I am willing to share that for free. So if they go to my website, they can check that out. Perfect. We'll make sure that in our little podcast notes too, that that um, information is there. So you guys can access it easily. So Jenna, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so, um, I love talking with women who weren't afraid, who took those vulnerable steps, who were courageous, didn't say it was easy always, but I like finding stories of amazing women, just like all of us, just, we all have challenges and ups and downs and fears and anxieties, but we, when a woman steps out of that for just a minute, even if it's a tiny step, that first ladder of uh, the rung on the ladder or that first two millimeter step, whatever it is, that's, that's your moment where you really empowered yourself and recognized, wait, enough is enough. I'm worthy. And I'm going to do something about it. And that's, that's your moment, ladies. So if you're looking for that really cool feeling that happens in that moment, um, yeah, please reach out to us. Let us help you. Let us cheer you on in that journey. And Jana would do it with an amazing, loving heart and she would be fantastic for you. So thank you so much for coming, Jana. Thank you, Rachel. Of course. And to our listeners, as always, I wish you guys an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day. See you next time.